This is Art Therapy. Just a few humble discussions on art and the creative process. Its challenges, its rewards, and how it emerges in everybody. Whether you're whizzing around at 2 in the morning with ideas or racking your brains on a boring afternoon for just one stroke of inspiration. Here, we talk about it all. Hello, this is Ted, and you're listening to the five-part series within the Art Therapy Podcast called The Process. You can guess what it's about. I'm going to be outlining each individual step of the creating process and discuss it in detail from the beginning, middle, and the gruesome end. I figure that once all these are out, they're kind of meant to be listened to in a sequence, hopefully. So we're going to begin with the beginning of a new project. I'm calling it synthesis, which means the combination of ideas to form a theory or system. And I'd like to think of the system as a project or an art piece of sorts. All we're really doing when we're starting a project is we're taking a bunch of ideas and distilling them into one checkered starting line. Starting is the most elusive ephemeral part of the process. Nothing's really on paper, nothing's set in stone. When it starts in your head, it can be really hard to focus it into a project with a process and an end goal. Plus, our head is susceptible to forgetting, multitasking, you know, divided attention, and so much more. And getting all those ideas into one succinct project can be really tricky. But we'll figure it out from start to finish right now. So sit back, get a beverage or something to work on. Or if you're driving, just uh, keep driving. And let's talk about the process. There are a lot of different ways to start a project. You could have been thinking in your head for a while and starting simply means getting out the materials and writing what you remember, or you could have no idea what you want to make and you were racking your brains for inspiration to conquer the blank page. There's a wide range of what starting means to people and projects, and I think we've done both of those examples. Ideally, we would all like to be in the first start, where we planned in our heads what we want to make, and starting is simply a jumping off point. If that's not the essence of creative myth, I don't know what it is. You know, the feeling that you can just jump off on a Word document or canvas or piano and just crank out everything that's going on in your head. It's an intoxicating idea, but it's unrealistic. What most people don't always realize is the person, who could be you, who hits the ground running on a project has been thinking about it for a while and has lots of time to plan it in their heads. But what if you didn't take the time to plan, or or you didn't have time? What if you knew you wanted to make something, but you never really thought about what specifically to make until you sit down and start? I mean, I fall into that trap a lot. I read or see lots of motivational nuggets about, say, writing, and I get such in a writing mood that I want to just write all day. So I make coffee, I open up a Word document, it's a rainy day, and I'm all cozied up, ready to write... What? Like, what am I actually writing? (laughs) It's a common mistake we all make when we're starting out. We, we think about the act of doing the art rather than the actual art itself. Do you see the problem with this way of starting? We're, we're focused on us doing the artistic process and we're not focused on the actual content we're making. The content is what you should divert your full attention to. Not where you are, not what you're using or what you're drinking, what music you're listening to, just the craft. So when starting out a project, it seems logical to let the idea bake for a few days or even weeks if you have that kind of time. 
come up with as much as you can about what you're making and write the ideas down. That way, when you're starting out your project, you'll have a lot to work with. So for writing, this is really easy. We think about uh, sorts of scenes in your head for a novel or screenplay, or ideas and passages for nonfiction pieces. For an illustration, maybe gather collages of images and pick out the best parts of each, or even make some studies and stuff like that. But no matter the medium, the more prep work you do for a project, the better. So assuming that you've had a lot of time, you've thought about it, and you have a lot of material in your head and you're excited to start, but jumping in right away can get messy. It's one thing to have a ton of ideas and be ready when you're starting, but it's quite another to get the ideas down in an orderly fashion. Which is why great starters have an outline. Outlining is incredibly important, especially for bigger projects. If you dive right in on a 12-foot canvas with like oil paints and everything, you'd better have a few preliminary sketches and studies first. Likewise, if you're making a novel, it's best to have a, like a dozen page skeleton of key plot points, character development, and maybe even a few dialogue scenes if you're eager to get it out. Big projects take time, so if you start at the start, but you had a great idea for something later on, it's going to take a while to get there, and the great idea you had was forgotten. An outline of any kind gives you a roadmap of your piece and ensures that you don't get lost halfway through. I know that we all love to start at the finish line and kick off as soon as possible, but there is nothing wrong with walking it out first, measuring out the track and taking notes on the bumps and the hills. When you're starting a project, you need to know exactly what you're getting into. Lastly, and probably the most important part of starting is, well, actually starting, <laughs> sitting down and beginning the project. This seems like a silly thing to mention, but it's surprisingly a really hard step to get from planning in your head or on paper to actually starting. We come up with all sorts of reasons not to, and we're really good at it too. Oh, I'll do it later in the day when my energy is higher, or oh, I'm too busy today, well maybe the weekend I'll have more time, or well maybe I should wait until my week off break and then I'll have a few days to devote to the project. It feels much easier to have a plan in your head and not act on it than it is to start a project and not finish. Because once you make the first mark on that project, it's either finished or abandoned. That's a lot of pressure, and we'd much rather have the perfect plan in our heads than mess up a project that we're afraid to start. Another reason why that last step is hard is we like having a special time for it to start, especially for bigger projects the start of a break, or right in the morning, or as soon as the sun goes down. Jumping in at a random time seems kind of rushed, so we wait until the perfect moment to start. <laughs> Trust me, there is no perfect time to start. Any moment you start that huge project, that's the perfect time. Because you broke the ice, and you're about to kick in some momentum. I have a big problem with starting things sometimes. It, it took me a solid year to finally get this podcast up. But once you get going, you're motivated to keep pushing and not stop. The jumping off point when you start isn't the real force that gets you going through a project. It's the momentum that you build throughout. I came up with a really stupid phrase for motivating artistic projects, or, or really just any situation where you're reluctant to start. Ready? Here it goes. Do it by doing it. Doesn't that sound dumb? It's, the, it's like the lamest, bluntest motivational quote ever. Yet we get so caught up on starting. We go, ugh, this is gonna be so hard, how am I gonna do this? You do it 
by doing it, by sitting down, getting ready, and actually starting. If you took half the time dreading or worrying about a project and spent it starting, you would be well on your way with the project. Do it by doing it. So hopefully I've given you enough motivation to start that project that you've been thinking about for a while. Once you finally get going on that project, we have part two coming up very, very soon, which will outline what do you do once you get started? What's the best way to go about continuing? Thanks very much for listening. I will see you in the next one.